One straight fact I will tell you about emotional abuse. It is the most common form of abuse prevalent in society today and I like to think of it as a slow poison because you do not usually detect it. It's so hard to catch in its early stages because of how subtle it can be. Hello and welcome to the Living and Healing Podcast where we'll be talking about all forms of abuse, finding the strength to live, recognizing the early signs and beginning the arduous journey to healing. I'm your host Phoenix and together I hope that we can build a safe community where survivors can come to reaffirm that they are not alone and they can overcome. Welcome guys to another episode of the Living and Healing Podcast. Yes, it's our first official episode. The last episode was First Things First, where we basically introduced what the podcast is going to be about. And I also answered questions that I've received from the audience prior to the podcast launch. Uh, it was an exciting episode. And I know that towards the end of the episode, I promised you guys that I'll be releasing two more episodes, you know, alongside that one i just want to apologize <laughs> when i said it i didn't know what i was saying <laughs> i had no idea that i'll come to get so busy as busy as i have become in the past few weeks i recorded that episode months ago i think in april i suppose and i was really, really hoping that i'll be able to release two episodes at once you know after the introduction episode or introductory episode as you might put it but like I said, I have been so busy and I also consider the fact that if I had to release three episodes at once, that would be subjecting you guys to one hour, 30 minutes of listening time, give or take, and I don't want to bore you people. So we're just going to do two episodes for our first day of official launch and, you know, in two weeks time, because the episode will be bi-weekly, I'm going to be releasing another episode. I would just want to say thank you guys for your love. I've seen you people listening to the trailer. I've seen people reposting. It's so amazing. I'm doing this still shy, still afraid. But the love and the encouragement that I've been receiving from you people have really, really been strengthening. So thank you so much for your love. Thank you for all you do for me. Thank you for, I don't know, like you guys just love me so much. I think it's a good thing. I know it's a good thing that I love you just as much right back so guys we are going to begin this episode we'll be talking about emotional abuse as an overview like i said this is just um a summary of basically what emotional abuse is as we go on with the podcast we're going to be picking several forms of emotional abuse and discussing them one after the other so that we can actually break them down you know into the nitty-gritty and get to understand how they can be perpetrated and also the effect that they have on our minds, our psyche and also our emotions. So yes, um, when you hear the term emotional abuse, what comes to mind? I think it would help to break it down. Let's start with emotions. When you talk about emotions, you're probably thinking that, most probably thinking about your feelings, right? How you feel, what you feel, you know, those spectrums of 
sadness, happiness, elation, fear that you are always experiencing on a day-to-day basis as every other human does. And we will not talk about abuse. Abuse basically means maltreatment or ill treatment. So if we put those two words together, emotional abuse would now mean the maltreatment of feelings. That is like the simplest way I can break it down to you. When you are being emotionally abused, emotionally abused, that means somebody is maltreating your feelings. But it's not so simple, is it? Sometimes emotional abuse can be the manipulation of your feelings. That is someone treating you in a certain way to get you to feel an emotion that they want you to feel. I don't know if you get that. Somebody treating you in a certain way to desire to achieve a desired emotional result. So by the time you, you, you begin to feel that emotion, you are not really, it's not really that you are feeling that emotion of your own accord or your own volition. You are feeling that emotion because you have been manipulated or emotionally abused to feel that way. It's just like when you are gaslighted or um when you are guilt-tripped, you know, you begin to feel guilt. That is because the person is deliberately making you feel guilt in that moment. They want you to feel that guilt because it will serve their own selfish purpose. It will serve their own selfish needs. Is it that the guilt would make you want to, you know, do give in to whatever they are asking of you because you don't want to be the bad person they are painting you out to be? Or the guilt would make you withdraw and cower and, you know, retreat into your shell so you won't even be able to offer any resistance or fight for your rights when they are trying to take away that right or cheat you in one way or the other. So this just this are just basically the things that emotional abuse can be. And as we go on in today's episodes, today's episode, sorry, we'll be talking about all the other things that emotional abuse can be. Um, I want to ask this question. Have you ever been with someone who constantly puts you down? If you have, I would like to point out that that person might just be an emotional abuser because humiliation is one of the tactics that emotional abusers use. Humiliation is just one of the many forms, many variations that emotional abuse can come in. When you are with someone, it could be a friend, a partner, or even your parents or your siblings who seem to derive joy from shaming you, ridiculing you, you know, in public. Because that's that's the thing about humiliation. It rarely ever happens in private. Humiliation, when you hear the word humiliation, it basically means that there has to be people who observe that's humiliation, right? People need to see it for you to actually for you to actually feel humiliated. Okay, it's not as if if they do these things to you in public, you uh, in private, you won't feel you know bad or sad, but you mostly feel shame. Shame is different from humiliation. Humiliation means there's 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 an audience, like you are feeling that way because you are not the only one that witnessed this thing. Someone out there also witnessed this thing. They witness you being torn apart by someone who claims to love you and sometimes it might not even be someone who claims to love you it can be your boss at work it can be that you know stern lecturer it can be a senior colleague you know all of these things that's how immunization can happen basically so when you are with someone who derives joy from saying um speaking the meaning words at you it's only always when people are watching that they will shout at you they will make you feel like there's nothing you know how to do right there's a difference between 
correction and humiliation. People can correct you without making you feel like you've just been humiliated. But people who intend to break your spirit, oh my God, they will wash you down from head to toe until it will just be as if the ground should open up and swallow you. So when you find yourself in any relationship, whether close or distant relationship where this you know phenomenon is a constant occurrence like it's or a frequent occurrence it happens often you need to check it because that means you are being emotionally abused another form of emotional abuse is criticism now i'm not saying that people cannot criticize us people can criticize us but you there's probably someone in your life who is always critical of everything you do Nothing you do ever seems to be good enough for them. Nothing you do ever makes sense as far as they are concerned. They are always very critical of your every action. Ah uh-uh. ah, which kind of soup is this? Why is it salt too much? Ah uh-uh. ah. So you are saying you 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 wiped this table. So why is dust everywhere? Is this what you call a proposal? No no no. If somebody submitted this proposal to you, will you accept it? So all of these things, and now the funniest part is that in a close relationship, criticism can come as if they are showing you love. And that's why it might be hard to, you know, pick up on it in the first instance, or even the second instance, or the third instance. You know, you say, ah, babe, I don't think you know how to do this thing very well, or, you know, babe, you did not polish my shoe well. So this, they never, nothing you do. In fact, you are still sleeping by this time. Oh, you are still awake by this time. You are, if there is nothing you know how to do, just press, press phone for money tonight. So, ah, uh-uh. ah. So you don't know how to rest again. You are just working for money tonight. When you fall sick, now people will say, I'm not taking care of you. So these are just all the ways that people can continue to criticize everything you do. And what happens when you are being constantly criticized? They are reinforcing you know, a belief in your psyche, and that's the fact that you do not know how to do anything right. And before you realize it, you begin to believe those words that they tell you. You begin to believe that you are incompetent, incapable, and you begin to lose your self-esteem as well as your self-confidence. So they break you down to the point where you are so unsure of yourself. You can't even do anything. You are so afraid to attempt anything because what if I don't get it right? What if I fail? If you if you've ever feel felt this way and you can ever remember a time in your life where you had someone who was always critical of everything you did, I'm just trying to tell you right now that that feeling, that lack of confidence, that feeling of incompetence is as a result of that constant criticism you always received from that person. And that's the thing about humiliation too. When you are constantly humiliated in public, you won't even be able to stand up for yourself anymore. Except anger overpowers the feeling of shame. And you decide, no, I, I can't take this anymore. I need to fight back. That's when you can now say, okay, well, you want to fight for yourself. You want to try to overcome this in this emulation. You want to fight back. You want to stand your ground. But if that anger does not overwhelm the feelings of emotion, of emulation, what happens is that that person will begin to push you into a dark, lonely place where you feel worthless, where you feel like you are not good for anything. Why you feel like you do not matter in any sense or way. 
So these are the arm, just, these are just some of the arm that emotional abuse cause. And that is why I call it a slow poison. It creeps up on you when it begins to happen the first few instants. You might believe that, ah, okay, maybe true, 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 true. Let me fuck up this time. Or ah, maybe I really didn't do well this time around. Okay, maybe I actually deserve to be, to be scolded. But you notice that it's happening again and again. And that's when it becomes an issue. That's when you need to know that something is not right. This can't keep happening. I need to leave. Another form of emotional abuse is negation. When someone is always denying whatever you tell, you told them they did. Or someone is always trying to, you know, disprove your point. Whenever you say something, no, 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 no. I, I don't agree. No, 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 no. It can't be that way. No, 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 no. You must have made a mistake somewhere. Like, hello. Would you ever for once admit that I'm right? When you're with someone who has the, you know, obsession to always be the one who is right, never wrong. And, you know, by implication, that means you are the one who is always wrong. That is emotional abuse in case you haven't realized it. The person is constantly making you feel like none of your opinions matter. And before you know it, you get to a point where you don't even want to speak anymore. You have brilliant ideas, but you are too afraid to execute these brilliant ideas because someone has constantly been telling you that, no, it's not right. Those ideas are not good enough. Your dreams are too big. Your, 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 your goals are, you know, not achievable. So are, are you starting to see how dangerous emotional abuse can be? And how you might even be suffering from one form of emotional abuse that you might have experienced in your past or even might be experiencing presently. I want you to look into your life this moment. I want you to look into your relationships, your, your friendships. When I'm, when I talk about relationships for the duration of this podcast, I don't mean just romantic relationships. I mean every emotional tie you have with someone, whether it's, um, a friend, a partner, a relative, um, a romantic, uh, partner. And it could not, it doesn't even have to be emotional tie, ties. It could also be, Casual ties. It could be that what is joining you two together is work. It could be that um, what's joining you two together is cool. You know, you need to watch out for all of these people and all of these signs in your relationship so that you'll be able to stop and walk out before it's too late. Because I tell you, the best time to walk away from an emotional, emotionally abusive relationship is today. But the best time was yesterday. But next best time is today, right this moment. Because the longer you give them to sink their fangs and their poison into you, the harder it becomes for you to actually treat yourself of that poison, to heal, to walk away from that toxic environment. Another form of emotional abuse is control. Now, this is something that I see being common in so many relationships where one party wants to have absolute control over the other party. I am telling you, it is not healthy. There is nothing healthy about that kind of situation. Nothing at all. There is absolutely nothing normal about a relationship where the person you are supposed to, you know, be able to count on wants to control your every moment. And at this at this point in time, I am focusing particularly on romantic relationships. I have seen many people who their boyfriends 
or their girlfriends want to have access to every information concerning them. Now, I'm not saying that you need to withhold relationship for um, information from the people that you are dating. I am saying that it becomes a problem when they constantly demand that you answer to them. Relationships are partnerships. You two are equal. Nobody answers to the other person. Yes, you people can be accountable to each other, but you do not have to answer to them. The people that will tell you you need to seek my permission. You know, there's a difference between seeking somebody's um, opinion and seeking their permission. When you tell them something and you want you know, to, to know what they think about it so that you can use their opinion to also make better informed decision, that's healthy. That's how it should be. However, seeking permission is an entirely different ball game from seeking opinion. When you are seeking someone's permission, it means that you cannot do anything except they approve. And this is what a controller basically does to you. They tell you that you can't go to a party if they don't want you to go to the party. They tell you you cannot keep social social friends if they don't want you to keep those friends. They tell you that you cannot, you know, start a business or even go to work. They tell you that you cannot you know, basically, it's even, even the food that you might want to eat or the clothes that you might want to wear, they control every single thing about you. And then they also monitor your movements. I think that this is something that people really need to pay attention. Please listen to this. When you are with someone who constantly monitors your movements, not because they are scared of your safety or, um, they want to just want to make sure that they are, that you are safe. They want to continue to have that control over your mind, over your life by knowing where you are at every particular point in time. You are being emotionally abused because what you are doing, they are stealing your independence, your autonomy and your sense of self. And they are also putting you in a position where you can slip down and fall into a dark hole that might lead you to a very very terrible case of paranoia paranoia basically means when you are when you are afraid of something that you cannot see you are afraid because your mind is telling you that there's something in the shadows washing over you it's often begins when you are you know with a partner or have been in a relationship where you were being controlled and you know you were being washed so when you are with someone who wants to know where you are who is keeping up with your whereabouts who who you need to you need to seek their approval before you can do anything as you, and if you don't get their approval it becomes a, an ugly situation because they get violent they get aggressive they get angry you know they put you down or even in on the flip side they become cold they withdraw affections they start to give you silent treatment they begin to punish you in one way or the other for going against their wishes hmm. my friend run no run that is not a healthy situation at all where are you right now what are you doing why did you go to this place without telling me that you're going to this place if you may you finish from there get back home once you get home call me it's not care. They don't care about your whereabouts though. There is no reason why you should be policing a grown adult like that. And how this situation looks more like, okay, what's the itinerary for today? Alright, no problem. If you run into any problem, just let me know. I'm checking up on you from time to time just to make sure you are okay. Oh, are you, are you doing fine? Are you done with the uh, event you went for? Okay, what's up now? What's the plan now? Now, that is, that is, a healthy situation of someone just wanting to know that you are okay at all times is definitely different from somebody watching your every move and controlling every, you know, decision that you make. So I, I, I hope that we've gotten that distinction so that when 
we have someone who is a controller in our life, we can be able to tell the difference. Another thing that controllers can do is they can begin to spy on you. They can bug your phone. They can even bug your house. They can, you know, clone your WhatsApp. They can do all of these things just to continue to have backdoor access to every little movement or every little information concerning your life. Now, that is a very, very crazy situation and it is abusive and it is not healthy. You might wonder how someone always seems to know what you are up to. You should check. They are probably watching your every move. They probably have people that are reporting to them. I'm not saying that has to be the case, so, but oftentimes they're not. That's the case. If you do not give somebody an information and they seem to always know what you're up to, you should check. And that's why I said it can lead to paranoia because even when they are not watching you because they always, they almost always know what's going on. You start looking over your shoulder. You start being afraid. You start wondering at every point in time. You can't even chat freely. I'm going to use myself as an example. I had someone that whenever I stepped out of the house, he would know, even if I didn't tell him. I did, I, I got to realize only that my neighbors were reporting to him. And this same person will go through my chats. And then he will not, you know, come to me and tell me that, ah, were you not telling your friend this thing the other day? Okay, how do you know that I was telling my friend the other day? And he will tell me, I saw it in my dreams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he actually said that. God revealed it to me in my dreams. It got so bad to the point that I could no longer, you know, because it was an abusive relationship. So even when I had to talk to someone about it, when I had to speak to my friends, even as at then, when I had not fully grasped the extent of the abuse, I will, I'll find myself putting off my phone because I was afraid that it might have bugged my phone and, you know, it would be listening on, on the conversation. There are times when I had to, you know, search my apartment for any recording device or listening device because I was always so afraid, like, I know this person always know what I'm up to. I was afraid that I was being watched. It was a very, very, very terrible feeling and it really, really messed with my psyche. Before I was able to get out of that mental health space, that mental space, I had to basically sever all ties and connection with him and clean my phone over and over again and search my apartment over and over again to reassure myself that, oh, I am not being washed anymore if I was being washed before. So that's basically what I was talking about when I said paranoia. I became paranoid. And, you know, when you are experiencing all of these negative emotions, it's not good because your emotions bleed into your psyche and your psyche affects every other thing that you do. You find yourself unable to function, unable to even hold other relationships, unable to sustain anything healthy with anyone else. And it is not a situation that you should be in. Another form of emotional abuse is um, when someone deliberately pushes your buttons. Like they keep doing the things that they know you don't like. Maybe something that they know would provoke a certain kind of reaction from you. Maybe something that is tied to a trauma in your past that will trigger your PTSD and you start having anxiety attacks or getting scared or something that they know that you are not proud of, something that you are ashamed of, but they'll keep talking about it so that you'll feel shame and then you'll cower and you won't be able to stand your ground anymore. It could even be a noise that you hate or maybe you just hate bright lights, but to fill the entire place with bright lights just to destabilize you. When someone they literally, you know, keeps doing the things that they know get to you in one form or the other. They're abusing you emotionally in case you haven't realized until now. I also want to point out something that 
They could claim to be doing these things innocently. They could apologize and tell you, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know, oh, this, oh, that. But they're doing it deliberately. If it has happened more than once, twice, three times, you have to suspect that it is deliberate. Another form of emotional abuse can be cute tripping. And this is a very, very, very common form of emotional abuse. And the reason why I particularly dislike this cute tripping is that in one way or the other, many of us are guilty of tripping people. It is when you start to remind someone of some of something or tell them words or you know that will trigger a feeling of guilt inside them just to get them to do what you want them to do for you. It is a trick that emotional abusers usually use when they realize that you are starting to catch on to their games and you want to walk away from them. They will start telling you things like you don't love me anymore, do you? I mean, you you don't treat me well again. You are, you get so angry at me all the time. I can't even joke with you again. Anytime I try to joke, you take offense. I can't even tell you things that you try to. Ah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that you love me anymore. Like, why are you treating me like this? I've tried to be good to you. Lord knows that I really, really care about you. You start feeling bad and guilty. Suddenly, you become the bad person in the relationship. You become the evil one in the relationship. I, I, are you grabbing it now? And then sometimes we are the ones that, we are the ones that even you treat people. Like, let's say, um, you ask your friend or a loved one or even a sibling for something and they tell you, ah, I'm sorry, but I really can't, you know, afford to give you that thing right now. I'm sorry, but I'm so busy these days. I don't think I can create time for that event or, you know, when, when they basically turn down your request, what you know that is, ah, now, wow, I thought we were friends, so I thought, I thought our friendship was stronger than this, so then before you know it, you are going to your WhatsApp status, you are going to your Instagram stories, you are going to look for quotes that will refer to what they did to you, like, ah, be careful of the people you call your friends, you only know people who love you in your times of need, oh, Benny, <laughs> hello, uncle, auntie, stop it, stop it, it's not nice, <laughs> you need to stop, you know, Making people, deliberately causing people to feel guilt just so that they can give in and acquiesce to your requests. It is wrong. And if you are not the one on the giving end, if you are the one on the receiving end, I want you to know that any guilt tripper you have in your life is an emotional abuser. Yeah. Another form of emotional abuse that is very, very popular is manipulation. Oh my God. Manipulators are good at what they do. They know how to switch a situation and turn it in a way that you suddenly become the evil person. They know how to make people believe what they want people to believe. They know how to make people feel what they want, what they want people to feel. A manipulator can turn everybody in your social circle against you by feeding them with lies. Lies is one very gr- great tool that they use at their disposal. They can feed everybody in your social circle with lies and make you turn out to be the evil one. And I need you to know that that is one thing that um, emotional abusers are very, very good at doing. Because the relationship is an, is an abusive relationship, right? And there's only so much a human mind can take. At some point in time, your psyche will start to break. Your emotional state will be in peril. You will just be, you know, people will be able to tell that all is not well, something is not right, especially when they see you with them in public. Now, to cover all base, because that's one thing that you need to know about emotional abusers, and when I'm saying emotional abusers, I'm talking particularly about narcissists. They are the among emotional abusers that we have. 
What narcissists do is they cover all base. They are very, very smart. They are very good at what they do. You almost never see them coming. So because they know that people will start to suspect that something is up, they begin to plant seeds in people's mind so that when people notice the fractures in your relationship, they think you are the one with the problem. They tell people things like, you're toxic. They tell people things like, you like to be in control all the time. They tell people things like, you got really mad when they stayed out too late the other night. They tell people things like, you get angry easily, you have a bad temper. They just, all these whispers, they drop the seed, they sow the seeds in people's minds so that when people begin to realize that this relationship is not as it should be, they don't point accusing fingers at them, they point accusing fingers at you. So that way, they're manipulating others into seeing you as the evil one. And you you are the one constantly being manipulated. A manipulator will make you feel bad for being hurt. It's like, I know I hurt you, but why should you be upset that I hurt you? The fact that you're upset that I hurt you means that you are a bad person. And you are upsetting me by being upset that I hurt you. What a manipulator is basically, basically trying to tell you is that what you are feeling is wrong. What I'm feeling is right. So feel wrong, feel bad for feeling a wrong feeling and not acknowledging my own feeling. Your feelings are not valid. My feelings are valid. Let me give you a clear example. So I had this person who cheated on me. And when I got to realize that, okay, because he, he brought the matter to me in a way that um, made him innocent and it looked like the girl was the one coming on to him and it was turning down her advances and she was taking things too far but when I actually got to realize that they were in on it together that he had actually been accepting her advances and he was enjoying and entertaining her I got so upset so I was like why would you cheat on me guy like I'm basically trying to do everything I can to make you happy in this relationship. I mean, I'm being there for you. I'm spoiling you. I'm papering you. And then the next thing the person would tell me was, how dare you say that you are spoiling me? How dare you say that you are pampering me? But is it because of the small, small gifts that you used to give me every now and then? I was like, dude, my mind was not, my mind did not even go to gifts when I was talking about these things. I was just basically like talking about all your emotional needs that I'm trying to meet. Like, I'm trying to be faithful and committed and a good listener and supportive of you. Like, what else would you need from someone else? And then it was like, no, 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 no. That they told him about me. They told him that I'm the kind of person that will be reminding people of the good I did for them. That I should be careful about me. That, in fact, in his mother that raised him has never ever told him that, oh, I spoil you, I pamper you, that he has learned this lesson, no, that you never ever collect anything from me again. Fam, I'm telling you, the conversation suddenly switched from the fact that he cheated on me to the fact that I hurt him with my words. And guess what? I ended up apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. So suddenly, we, like, the old cheating matter was completely thrown out the window and what we're not discussing was the fact that I chose my words wrongly. So that's what a manipulator can do to you. That's what a manipulator a manipulator can make you feel. That's why you need to be very, very careful of them because you forget your own hurts and start to tend to their own feigned hurts because it's not real. Remember they're manipulating you. So any anger or or displeasure that they are expressing at that moment 
guy everything is just wash yeah so that's another form of emotional abuse and one more form of emotional abuse that i want to touch tonight you know just briefly is gaslighting hmm. gaslighting is basically trying when someone tries to tell you that what happened is not what happened what you are saying is not what you are saying and if you don't realize that you are wrong, it means there might be something mentally wrong with you. Maybe you are losing your memories or maybe your sight is bad. Gaslighting is so terrible in the sense that you begin to doubt yourself. Now, do you know what manipulation does? Manipulation makes you feel like you are awful, number one. Number two, your feelings do not matter. And what gaslighting makes you feel like is that you are losing your mind. Yes. Let me tell you a very, very, a very, very small story. A short, it's a long story, but I'm going to shorten it. I have a friend who walked in on a boyfriend, you know, sleeping with another girl. And by the time she was going home that evening, she believed that he did not sleep with that girl. Like she saw it with her eyes. This is not a matter of, she heard, she saw it with her eyes. And by the time she was going home that evening, everything was fine between them. You are wondering how did he manage to achieve that? That is what a gaslighter does. And in our episode where we'll be talking about gaslighting, we are going to break it down so that you will understand how they are able to make you feel like what you are seeing is not the truth. Instead of believing what you are seeing with your own eyes, you would rather believe what they are telling you. Now, I think that we've talked about so much when it comes to emotional abuse in today's episode. There's, there are so many other facets to emotional abuse, so many things that we might not be able to discuss because of time constraints. But if you guys would like me to do another episode, I'll be more than happy to do it. But I just want to let you know and help you see that these are all the ways that you can be abused in your relationships without even realizing it. So guys, I hope that this episode has been um, a really, really enlightening episode for you. In our next episode, we are going to be discussing narcissism because narcissists are like the you know, number one obonge emotional abusers. They are the ones that really know how to do these things. So we are going to be looking at narcissists and we are going to be looking at their mode of oppression because they have a, a very, very, you know, how do I put it now? Their mode of operation is standard. Like when you meet any narcissist and you know who narcissists are and how they do what they do, you'll be able to tell because they almost always act the same way, step by step. And knowing who a narcissist is, being able to recognize them, being able to detect them from the very start will make you less susceptible to their wells. And also, if you've already become involved with a narcissist, listening to that episode will help you understand fully how they're able to do the things that they do to you and get away with them. You know, now you're probably wondering, how come I never saw these things clearly? How come I never saw the signs? How come I never realized that I was being abused until it was too late? It gets why. It's not because you were foolish or blind or stupid. It's because they are just good at what they do. But when we look into them next episode, we'll be able to catch them. You know, when you know that a liar is a liar, you cannot fall for their lies anymore. 
So that is why one of the main keys of this and uh, main um host of this episode is enlightenment information. When you have information and you have and you're enlightened, you are going to have the power necessary to break free from abuse. Guys, it's been amazing. I did not want this episode to be longer than 30 minutes, but it's like we're going to 15 minutes. If you notice, I was moving fast, 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 fast. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, it's been wonderful, guys. It's been so wonderful. And I hope that you're going to show me love on this episode as well. Please tell your friends to listen to the podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And I hope that you also call people to learn with you. It's not fair that you'll be having all of this information alone. No, I beg. Call people to come and learn this information with you as well. Help me spread the word, you know. Add this podcast to your library or subscribe, depending on the platform that you're listening to the podcast on. It's available on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, it's available on Spotify as well as Anchor FM. So whichever platform is your preferred platform, you can listen to the podcast across all of these platform also if you have any suggestions any inquiries um please send them to the living and healing podcast at gmail.com in the first first episode um i i mentioned another email but i don't have access to that email again because google has been blacklisting me for some time now i don't know what i did with them what i did to them probably because i have so many mail addresses but yes the official main address for the podcast is the living and healing podcast at gmail.com in case you didn't get that you can always check the bio of the podcast the email address is right on the bio as well as a link to my Instagram profile. So if you would like to, you know, discuss with me one-on-one, you can always message me on my Instagram via my DM. Also, if you have any dilemma, you can send it to our mail. Dilemma is basically um, any problem at all that you want us to talk about on the podcast and, you know, help you find solution or gain clarity, you can send it to the email. And if any of the things I mentioned today sound familiar and you are suspecting that you're in an abusive relationship, but you are not sure, you can also write to us and, you know, we'll be able to look into the matter and help you decide whether you are indeed being abused or if it's just one of those things. I also want to um, say that if you have suggestions for guests that we can bring on the podcast, um, please let us know. Or if you have any suggestions on things that we can do to make the podcast better i'll be so so happy to hear from you thank you guys so much it's been me phoenix and i hope that this episode in all of the ways that we have approached emotional abuse has helped you gain a little more clarity and if i survive all i just want to tell you well done you are so strong you go and i'm telling you it might not feel like it right now if you've just begun your healing journey but you are going to get to the point where you'll be able to look back at all the pain that you endured and you'll be able to you know smile and just shake your head and say i'm so glad that is over and it's now in the past I also want to talk to our victims if you are still in an abusive relationship. In fact, if this podcast, this episode is what has helped you realize that you are in an abusive relationship right this moment, I don't want you to feel despair. I don't want you to feel foolish. I don't want you to feel stupid for not having realized it until now. Like I've said many times over, 
these people are good at what they do. It's not too late. What's important now is that you now know the truth and you are willing to do what you can to help yourself. And trust me, you will help yourself. You can't help yourself. It might still be a long journey ahead because living is never easy. But you'll be able to live, you'll be able to heal, and you'll be able to feel new again. Thank you guys once more for listening to me. Um, it's been the Living and Healing Podcast, and I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Bye-bye.